Welcome to the Friday Men's Breakfast Podcast brought to you by the Chapel Podcast Network. In the 10th lesson of our study of the Israelites' journey, Robert Whitehead, pastor of New Zion Baptist Church, teaches us from the book of Numbers, where we will see the Israelites celebrating the Passover in the wilderness and moving on from Mount Sinai. So open your Bibles to Numbers chapter 9 and join us as we continue to learn how the journey from bondage to freedom points us to Jesus Christ. During the pandemic, my wife and I didn't do much traveling at all. Uh, but I reminded back in uh, May, we were going to meet our son and his wife and their two grandkids, and our two grandkids, uh, Rob and Noah. We were going to do a switch off because we were going to keep them for six weeks. And this is a three-year-old and a five-year-old at the time. And so my son had planned it out the the midway point from Atlanta, where they live, is a place that's called Kannapolis, North Carolina. I'm not sure if any of y'all have ever heard of Kannapolis. I had never heard of a Kannapolis, North Carolina. Well, we went to we went to uh, to we meet the midway point. But interesting enough, something that we had not realized in Kannapolis, they were having a softball tournament for kids. So we had a hard time finding somewhere to stay because we were going to spend the night. And that was the weekend they had the gas shortage. Remember back in the spring? And so we picked up the, you know, we, they picked them up that morning and we were driving back and couldn't find gas on the journey. And so could you imagine I'm driving SUV, my wife beside me. The two grandsons in the back making noise, playing on the, on the tablets. And I'm praying the whole time that we would come to a gas station. And we did. We finally found one in, um, outside of Burlington, North Carolina. But, you know, journeys can take us through some different places. We sometimes get off the journey, get off the main road, and we get, try to get back on the right road. And so I, I'm excited to be in here this morning to just share in terms of the journey. I want to talk about, first of all, just get us started, our journey as men. As men, we have a journey. Our journey involves us moving from point, well, I just put them all up there, from point A to point B. Our journeys include us moving from point A to point B. When most of you all got out of got up this morning, point A was the bathroom. <laughs> Amen. We had to get from point A to point B. And, and we do that throughout life. We move from point A to point B. We, 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 we're at one place, we have to get to another place, and that becomes the, the job, a task at hand that we move from one point to the next point. But we also moving forward as men, as men, as believers, we move forward. We move forward in terms of taking care of families, in terms of, of uh, taking care of kids and other folks. So we move forward in that aspect. But most importantly, most importantly, we should be moving forward as men of God, 
or servants. I like the word servants because all of us are called to serve. We move forward as servants of God, whereby we assist, whereby we are the examples, whereby all of us seek to make our living spaces better. And not just our living spaces, but the living spaces of others. And we do that throughout our journey of life. As we look at the people, those folk that Moses led out of Egypt, they were moving from slavery to freedom. That was a big move. That was a big journey. For their people had been in bondage for 400 years. And there are some accounts that say that they had developed a a slave mentality while being in Egypt. But as we look at the scriptures for today, and as we look at their journey, uh, they are moving from Sinai to the promised land. Now, <laughs> it, it took 40 years to get there. Now, I'm not sure about any of y'all. I, I don't plan on doing any, you know, I don't plan on a journey taking me 40 years. If it took me 40 years to get to Atlanta, I would be messed up. <laughs> but, but they were moving from a place where they were to a place of hope, a place that offered opportunities, more importantly, a place that was promised by God. So then, it is three aspects of this. And I call it the celebration, the obedience, and the order. The celebration, the obedience, and the order. Question, what is a celebration? What, just somebody just, what's a celebration? What, what's a celebration? Joy. joy. Celebration is joy. And, and what do we do at celebrations? I know we celebrate, but what do we, yeah, but, but what do, we do at celebrations? Party. Party. Commemorate. Oh, that's a good word. Commemorate. Fellowship. Eat. Eat. And remember. Uh, To celebrate means to do something special for an important event, occasion, or to observe a holiday or an important occasion in some special way or to perform a religious Ceremony. God told Moses to tell the people the night that they were going to go, the, the, day bef- the night before they were going to leave Egypt, they were to sprinkle blood on the doorposts of the house. In addition to that, there were special foods they had to eat. They had to eat it a certain way, had to be prepared a certain way. And so there was a celebration in terms of God wanting them to remember that, to commemorate that. 
And so understand now they had been out for a while. Let me let me read the passage because I found out that sometimes we just need to just read the word in terms of listen to the word as it uh, resonates. And, and this is the, from Numbers chapter 9. I'm reading from the NIV. The Lord spoke to Moses in the desert of Sinai in the first month. This is how detailed it is. Of the second year, and they came out of Egypt. And so this is, and so they're going to prepare to celebrate really the second Passover. He said, have the Israelites. Have the Israelites celebrate, that word again, the Passover at the, at the appointed time. Celebrate it at the appointed time at twilight on the 14th day of this month in accordance with all its rules and regulations. So Moses told the Israelites to celebrate the Passover, and they did so in the desert of Sinai at the twilight on the 14th day of the first month. I mean, you can't get no more detail than that. The Israelites did everything just as the Lord <coughs> commanded Moses. Just as the Lord commanded Moses. And so there was a celebration, but it was more than just a celebration. It was more than pulling out the grill on the deck. They were to do this because it, remind, it reminded them of when God brought them out of Egypt. And this wasn't something that was going to be a one-time thing. You know, our, our youngest son, uh, Matt, and his uh, fiance Gabby, they're getting married next year. That's a one-time thing. Yeah, we, we're, we're not going to have a wedding every year. We're not going to celebrate that every year. We can do an anniversary celebration. But, but this was a one, this was not a one-time event. This was something that they would do in order that they would remember what God did for them. And so this was a time of celebration. It was a time of observance and remembrance. But note here what Jesus did on the night in which he was betrayed on that Thursday night in the upper room with the 12 disciples. He instituted something that we know as the Lord's Supper or communion or the Eucharist, whatever your, your faith tradition calls it. They, he instituted that in order that they too would remember. And every time we partake of it, we remember. And that's a time of, uh, is a time of, uh, of, of, of soul searching but it's also a time of celebration that we recognize what God did for us. And so that was a time of separation, a celebration. But then something else, as I read that, and, I, and Hunter, I, had to, I kept reading over and over those verses. As something else I noticed, because it starts right here, but it says, the, the last verse says, the Lord... Uh, the, the Israelites did everything just as the Lord commanded Moses. That was obedience. That was obedience. That was following God. That was, it was uh, doing what we should do. Or do it. How many of you all like to read the directions when you put stuff together? Uh, uh, uh. You know, you, you just read and obey the direct. No, 
I, I look at it one time, and, and if it's something I can't do, let me tell you, my, my, my daughter-in-law and my daughter-in-law-to-be, they can put anything together. I had a project I had a project that I needed, and my son was in town the other day. I said, will you take this back with you and have her uh, put it together for me? But we have to be willing to obey or follow the instructions. So, so what is obedience? Obedience is the compliance with an order, request, or law, or submission to another's authority. When we obey, that means that we submit. I um, was on my way here this morning, and it's for any of y'all who, who drive through the Toana area, you know at one point coming from, from Anderson Corner, the speed limit is 55, 45, then 35. Oh, yeah, then 25 when you get to, yeah, 25 when you get near the school. I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah, so... So, but you have, but, but the speed, and even though my, my teacher's hundred to get here like 10 or 15 minutes early, but I had to obey the speed limit. If not, I would see that little blue light flashing in the background, and then I have to pull it to the side, which would delay me even more. But obedience is so important. The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. We can do all those other things, but if we obey God, that's what really counts. It said in the ninth, in that fifteenth uh, verse, on the on the day, the tabernacle, the tent of the law, the tent of the covenant law was set up. So this one they set the uh, uh, tent up. The cloud covered it from evening till morning. The cloud above the tabernacle looked like fire. This is how it continued to be. The cloud covered it, and at night, it looked like fire. So it looked like a cloud during the day and fire at night. Whenever the cloud lifted from above the tent, the Israelites set out. Wherever the cloud settled, the Israelites encamped, following the instructions. At the Lord's command, the Israelites set out, and at his command, they encamped just following the Lord's instructions. As long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle, they remained in the camp. They were just following the directions. When the cloud remained over the, the tabernacle a long time, the Israelites obeyed that word again, the Lord's order, and did not set out. So they, so they only went when God told them to go, and they would not move until God said it was time to move. Sometimes the cloud was over the tabernacle only a few days. At the Lord's command, they would encamp. And then at his command, they would set out. Sometimes the cloud stayed only for evening till morning. And when it lifted in the morning, they set out. I mean, they just following, just being obedient to God. Now, let me just stop here before I finish that. Now, throughout that entire journey, don't think they were obedient all the time. I just want to, I want to insert that. Whether by day or by night, whatever the Lord, the, the, whenever the cloud lifted, they set out. Whether the cloud stayed over the tabernacle for two days or for a month or a year, the, the Israelites would remain in camp and not set out. But when, they, when it lifted, they would set out. 
at the Lord's command, again, following the instructions of God, they encamped and at the Lord's command, they set out. They obeyed the Lord's order in accordance with his command through Moses. Obedience is so important. But let me, let me go back. Yes. Obedience is compliance with the order, request, or law, or submission to another authority. And so they were obedient to God. They listened to God. And listen to this. As long as they followed God's commands and were obedient to him, things worked out. Isn't that something? As long as we follow God, things work out. Now, that doesn't mean that there are going, aren't going to be any uh, 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 challenging moments. Life will have challenging moments. But as long as we follow God, as long as we go when he tells us to go, uh, stop when he tells us to stop, listen when he tells us to listen, we will be fine. So I said there was a celebration, there was obedience, and finally, there is order. Now, could you imagine, could you imagine Moses and all of those people? How could you keep that bunch in line? How would they know when to do things? Well, they had trumpets. Trumpets for several reasons. Trumpet, the, trumpet sounds to tell them when to leave. Trumpet sounds to tell them when to go. A trumpet sound to tell them when danger was a, a, would occur and possibly war. Now, one thing about the trumpet sounds, there were different sounds for different, different things. Now, if it was for us, for them leaving, then you play a particular sound. Now, if it was for war, that wouldn't be one of those long trumpet melodies. That would be a quick sound because it would be time for action. And so there was order in how they operated. And you know, God is a God of order. When we read the book of Genesis, how he created the world, and then on the seventh day he rested. God is a God of order. So what is order? What is order? What is order? Order is the arrangement or disposition of people or things in relation to each other according to a particular sequence, pattern, or method. Okay, everything has order. You all may not thought about this. All of y'all get dressed a certain way every day. You do. You, you know, for, for some people, well, you know, your shoes may be the last thing you do. Well, no, 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 I'm not one. I don't like to walk for some reason. Growing up as a child, when you didn't wear shoes only like on the weekends, I, I got to have something on my feet. And so, you know, maybe for some it's the shoes that's the last thing you do. It's, maybe it's the shoes. But, but all of us, we follow a certain order. And whether we know it or not, the order can be conscious or unconscious. Some things we do and some things we don't. When you get in the car, what's the first thing you do when you get in the car? Seatbelt. Yes, seatbelt. Then what's the second thing you do? Start the car. But, but we have a certain order in the way that we do things. And God has a certain order for us as we live as men. 
Here's what happened. Numbers 10. This is. And, and I was, and I, as I read this, I was saying, how, how detailed is on the 12th, on, I'm sorry, on the 20th day of the second month of the second year, the cloud lifted from above the tabernacle of the covenant law. Then the Israelites set out from the desert of Sinai and traveled from place to place until the cloud came to rest in the desert of Paran. They set out this first time, the Lord's command through Moses, the divisions of the camp of Judah went first under their standard. That was the order. They were to go first. Nashon, son of, and you know, when I, when I sometimes at, at church, when I get to these words like that, I say, but I'm going to try to say this one. Amminadab was in command. Nathaniel, son of Zuah, I can say Zuah's name. Zuah was over the division of the tribe of Ishakar. And so there was order in terms of what they did. And God has order for all of us as we obey him, as we obey our governments, as we obey you know, the, the laws of our land and those things. God has order. He, he, he is, he was, and will always be a God of order. And so today, today, and I was trying to do this, we wanted to talk about we, things that we were talking about. Was, was the, it was the celebration, it was obedience, and it was order. And so the celebration, as we remember, it's, it's good that we reflect and we can reminisce and we can celebrate the great things that God does for us. And, and he continues to do great things for us and it gives us hope because the Bible says, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And we can obey God, obey him and listen to him. And then we can have order in our lives. As we, move from, as we move from point A to point B. God, our Father, you are our hope, our joy, and you give us peace. We do ask you to forgive us for our sins. Lord, you are indeed an awesome God. And you love us. We thank you for those times of celebration. As we honor you. We thank you, Lord, that we can walk in obedience. And we thank you for that. And we thank you for bringing order to our lives. And we thank you for doing that through Christ Jesus who was born, who lived, who died, and was resurrected for each one of us. That we might complete our journeys in life. And Lord, we ask now that you would continually bless and empower Brother Hunter and all these men who have gathered. We pray that they will continue to be good examples for you.
Lord, you are so good. You are our refuge and strength and a very present help in the time of trouble. That's what it says in Psalm 46. You are our shepherd and we shall not want, according to Psalm 23. And we thank you for your son who called us friends. We thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for the lesson that we went over today. And we thank you, Lord, for the good fruit that shall come forth. A great harvest on the way. Thank you for joining us for the Friday Men's Breakfast Podcast. I hope you will join us again next week for the next leg of our journey. For more information on the Williamsburg Friday Men's Breakfast, please visit wcchapel.org slash men's breakfast. Have a great week.